The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living about people not having enough, not having food, maybe having difficulty getting work or needing two or three jobs to take care of their family. We're conditioned into believing that there's not enough. We're conditioned into believing that there's lack and limitation. And so most of us becoming adults, hopefully we begin to realize after we've been in this worry pattern for a while that about 80 to 90% of what we worry about and we're concerned about never happens. It never happens. It's really in our minds that we're keeping ourselves in this state of worry and unrest and, and um, concern. So do you even remember what you were worried about last year at this time? Oh, no, because it doesn't happen. Most of it never happens. And so as the saying says and the scripture says, this too shall pass. Whatever that concern is, that issue that you have, it's not here to stay. It's here to pass. So let's not worry about it. So humans, because of their innate divinity, and Dexter spoke about this in his treatment, have limitless powers as a part of their inheritance, right? You're made in the image and likeness of spirit, of source, and so every attribute of source is within you too. And every good thing of source is within you too, and there is no bad in there. So within you is peace and plenty and truth and abundance and love and forgiveness and all the, all the wonderful qualities that we know that spirit has you embody also. But these powers are only activated when you are tuned to the fact that you are a creature of light, that you are a son, a child of God, who's constantly growing and expanding in consciousness, which is your awareness, as you learn. And as you learn, you're making deposits in what I call your spiritual bank account. So as you grow in awareness and you grow in consciousness, you're making these deposits into your bank account. Your bank account is getting higher and higher. We like to think about it that way. The bank account gets fuller and fuller, and you're having more and more spiritual cash in your account. But we do know this in truth, that the universe will bring you situations according to your belief, according to your thinking. And so... That means the universe is no respecter of persons. It's going to do this for you. It's going to do this for me. It's going to do this for everyone. So if you follow and you understand that belief, you know that your predominant thought, whatever you dwell upon, whatever you think about continually, is what you concentrate on. And no matter who you are, that's what the universe is going to bring you. So why concentrate and be persistent about things you don't want? Be persistent and concentrate and think about things you do want. Now, we've heard this time and time again. Now, this is, that's a real fact. So believe not, don't believe in lack and limitation. Believe in the abundance of the universe and the fact that you're being made in the image and the likeness of spirit and that there's no separation between you and spirit. You have that innate abundance also, and it's available to you. But it's available to you as you think it is or as you believe it is. So shift your thoughts, and over time, you're going to begin to see your personal experience begin to shift. So I'm going to give you a quick scripture, which you've all heard, and if you haven't, you'll hear it today, 
and it speaks to that anxiousness, that worry. Jesus said, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your span of life? So you don't need to worry. The animals, the plants, they all live in the now. You don't see the plants worrying about it. They know water is coming. They know food is coming. The birds know that there's food and there's a source. So you don't need to worry and be in fear of lack. If you understand spiritual laws and you begin to live according to them, you will be practicing prosperity principles and living in full awareness of them. And you can move from fear and despair to peace and plenty. And so that's the title of my talk this morning, Practicing Prosperity, Moving from Fear and Despair to Peace and Plenty. And let's look at the quote here by, that's on your card by Eric Butterworth. And it says, when you earn your wings in consciousness, the affluence of heaven and earth will stream into you. And that's from Eric Butterworth in his work that many of you I know are familiar with, Spiritual Economics. And that's to say that all prosperity or everything we know is consciousness. Everything is consciousness. So as you begin to put those deposits in your spiritual bank account and begin to expand your awareness, particularly in the field of prosperity, knowing that it's always enough no matter what you see on the outside, things begin to shift for you in your world. So... What we know is that prosperity includes your health, your wealth, and your happiness. And it's determined by your consciousness. So it's very important for you to practice and attain and maintain the prosperity that you achieve so that you can continue to create the desires of your heart. We know that God and source does not make junk. And each of us is unique and powerful. And as children, we knew we were abundant. We didn't need to have anybody tell us this. We knew that we were trusting. We knew that we were happy. We knew that we were at peace. So we're going to go and try to get back to that thought of being happy and peaceful and trusting and therefore feeling abundant. And when you worry, you're not living in the present moment. You're not living in the now. You're not living as the animals and the plants and whatever. Reverend Tony talks constantly, and every single Sunday he talks about living in the present moment, about living in the now. And so we know that that's important for you to always feel that you are whole and perfect and complete because you are. Think about it. Think about this. What's wrong with this moment that you're sitting here in right now? Nothing. You have everything you need in this current moment, right here and right now. So let's do a brief experience, experiment rather. Brian, so I want you to get still now and close your eyes. And relax. Let's take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And let's do this twice. Breath, breathe in. Hold it and let's release it. And just listen to these thoughts that I'm playing for you. And relax. You think this is just another day? Can you turn it up, please? It's not just another day, it's the one day that is given to you today. 
given to you. It's a gift. It's the only gift that you have right now. And the only appropriate response is gratefulness. If you do nothing else but to cultivate that response to the great gift that this unique day is, if you learn to respond as if it were the first day in your life and the very last day, then you will have spent this day very well. Begin by opening your eyes and be surprised that you have eyes you can open. That incredible array of colors that is constantly offered to us for pure enjoyment. Look at the sky. We so rarely look at the sky. We so rarely note how different it is from moment to moment with clouds coming and going. We just think of the weather. And even of the weather, we don't think of all the many nuances of weather. We just think of good weather and bad weather. This day, right now, is unique weather. Maybe a kind that will never exactly in that form come again formation of clouds in the sky will never be the same that is right now. Open your eyes, look at that. Look at the faces of people whom you meet. Each one has an incredible story behind their face. A story that you could never fully fathom. Not only their own story, but the story of their ancestors. We all go back so far. And in this present moment, on this day, all the people you meet, all that life from generations and from so many places all over the world, flows together and meets you here life-giving water if you only open your heart and drink. Open your heart to the incredible gifts that civilization gives to us. You flip a switch and there is electric light. You turn a faucet and there is warm water and cold water and drinkable water. It's a gift that millions and millions in the world uh, will never experience. So these are just a few of an enormous number of gifts to which we can open your heart. And so I wish you that you will open your heart to all these blessings and let them flow through you that everyone whom you will meet on this day will be blessed by you. Just by your eyes, by your smile, 
by your touch, just by your presence. Let the gratefulness overflow into blessing all around you. And then it will really be a good day. You can open your eyes now. Come back slowly so you don't jolt yourself. So how do you feel? Blessed. Anything else? Peaceful, right? And do I dare say more grateful? Yeah. So when we are able to be still, we all know it's a way of recentering ourselves and finding our peace. And you realize that the universe has brought you everything that you need to be prosperous. And when you look all around you at everything that's around in our universe, it's plentiful. So every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. If you see it that way, and you remember how much you have to be grateful for, no matter what you hear and see on television or maybe from a neighbor. So gratitude is the first practice, and this is all about practices to help you keep your abundance and, and exhibit prosperity. Gratitude is the first practice towards changing your consciousness to believe in the universal abundance and personal prosperity. So you've heard this time and time again. I'm sure some of you keep a great a gratitude journal, which is a wonderful thing. So you're going to be grateful for every good thing in your life. But we are, I also need you to be, and you also need to be grateful for every challenge that comes upon you because it is here to help build your spiritual muscle and it builds more faith in you. And it adds, when if you're grateful for whether it's good or grateful for whether the challenges that come on your path, it also builds awareness and expands your consciousness and puts those deposits into your spiritual bank account. And then it also helps you to to shine your special light because you've all been given gifts and abilities and the challenges that come on your path are different than the one that come on my path that's different from the one that comes on someone else's path because we each have those individual attributes and gifts that we can give to the universe. And so those challenges that we have are to grow us in the strength to be able to use those gifts, not just for us, But we're here to use those gifts for the universe and to send that positive energy when we use those gifts into the universe for everybody else. And, of course, it affects us too. So we also need to be grateful for no reason at all, right? Just be grateful because there is so much, things that you don't even know about that have happened in your life that you should be grateful for. Maybe you just miss having an accident. You don't know. So be grateful. Remember this. Remember when your mother would say, keep crying and I'll give you something to cry for? So keep being grateful and the universe will give you tons of things to be grateful for. So it's really, really an easy thing to do. Live in gratitude. Now, each of the things I tell you about is important. So it's not just one. I mean, you can start with just one. But all of the things, and there are about four I'm going to talk to you about today, that are important for you to do in terms of prosperity. And so all of your needs are met. Whenever you ask for anything or pray for anything, the universe always says yes. Okay, so now I hear you saying, if the universe always says yes, why is it that I don't have it? What's up? Well, we know Esther, and, Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, her book, one of her books is titled Ask and It Is Given, right? So why is it 
that it's not coming through to you? Well, it's consciousness. It's consciousness. And so we're going to do another brief experiment. Very brief. So I need you all to close your eyes again. This is a quick one. No tape. And take a deep breath in. And now release it. Do that again. And think about a time when you had everything you needed, when all of your needs were met. Think about prosperity, wealth, and abundance. Think about when being prosperous was not a concern. It might have been when you were a child. It might have been when you graduated from high school. It might have been when you graduated from college. But remember what that feels like. We're going after the feeling. So take another deep breath and hold that breath around that feeling, that good feeling. Know that everything is working together for your good. All of your needs are met right now. Now exhale and release. What you've done is recalibrate your nervous system around the thought that all of your needs are met when you held your breath. Sometimes when you hold your breath, it's out of nervousness. We get startled when we hold our breath with a gasp. And what happens is that the nervous system wraps itself around that thought form. And then you go to pray and do your affirmation. And you're wondering why the manifestation is taking so long. You can open up your eyes. Because your body is holding on to a thought form of what you were afraid of, what you were afraid about when you held your breath. So as you begin to take a breath around a high thought form, You remember Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. You continue to keep your thoughts on a high thought form. Your body and your nervous system wraps itself around that thought. And now when you do your prayer and your affirmation, your body and nervous system, they're not working against you. They're working with you. So it becomes a part of when, and you've heard this, when two or more are gathered in our name, there I am in the midst of you. It's also a part of the nature of the Christ and the vibration of all needs are met. So you want to feel it on every level of your being. That's extremely important to be able to manifest. It's about the feeling you embrace and not only about the words. You must feel it. So you know, as they always say, people don't remember always what you say, but they always remember how you've made them feel. Mm -hmm. So feeling is really important. You must feel it. Feel the joy. Feel that you're abundant. Feel the hopefulness. Feel good, as well as visualizing your desires. We talk a lot in truth about visualizing, and it's extremely important. But you have to visualize along with the feeling. It makes the most sense. So the second prosperity practice, after we got to gratitude, is feeling it. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about Ellen DeGeneres and the Oscars. A number of years back, Ellen DeGeneres was hosting the Oscars for the first time. This is a number of years back. And she was concerned about doing a good job. She'd never hosted the Oscars. Of course, she was popular. Of course, many people watched and listened to her every day. But this was a big new thing for her. Her whole, her peers, everybody would be watching. And this was also the world would be watching because it goes on out on television at night when everybody's home and able to see it. So she was nervous about doing it well and being funny and making it be appropriate but also be entertaining for everyone. So what she decided to do, and obviously she's a New Thought student, she decided that she was going to visualize herself doing well at the Oscars. 
But she had a problem. She couldn't get to the fact where she could see herself doing the presentation or doing it well. So what she decided to do was she knew that she was a person who loved her family and loved her friends around her, and she loved to celebrate and she loved to party with people that she loved. And so she decided that what she would do is she would picture the after party after the Oscars were complete. Because, of course, that would indicate if everybody was reveling and partying and drinking and laughing, that it had been successful. So she began to visualize and feel the love and the excitement and the congratulations that she was going to get from everybody at that particular event. And that's how she was able to do the Oscars. And the Oscar event was successful. She wanted to do it, I think, one more time. And it was extremely successful. But she did it by visualizing, but visualizing what she could feel. Because just like all of us, sometimes we can't get to that particular visualization because we haven't grown to the point where we can see it enough and believe it enough to know that it's going to happen. But she could see and believe the after party. She'd been to many after parties. But this was for her, and she could see that and feel that. And so she was able to be successful. So it's very important when you do your spiritual work, all of your spiritual work, to be able to visualize, but also to be able to feel it. And to continue to be prosperous, you have to feel the dreams that, and see the dreams that you have put into the universe that you are saying you, you want to come to fruition as part of your prosperity. You have to be able to see that and feel it so that it can begin to manifest because it's all about the feeling and it's all about the visualization, more about the feeling. So we're going to think about right now and we're going to move our energy up high so that we can, because you know when your energy is high and you're feeling abundant and you're feeling happy and you're feeling joyful, you are on the road or almost there at, in that prosperous place because you can't feel bad and feel prosperous, right? So we're going to start with, and I'm going to encourage you to sing with us the very brief verse of Joy to the World. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine I never understood a single word he said But I helped him drink in his wine Yes, he always had some mighty fine wine Singing joy to the world All the boys and girls now Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Thank you. Well, now I know you feel good because I feel good. And Jeremiah gave us some of his wine, so we really feel good. So now we live in a field of plenty, right? We heard uh, Brother David Stendhal, who was the voice that you heard when you heard the meditation about a good day. And he is a... Um, German monk, Austrian monk, and has been talking about gratefulness for years. And in fact, his website is gratefulness.org. So if you ever want to hear any more about gratefulness or any more about gratitude, and you can even go on that website and light a candle. So it's a beautiful, beautiful website. But he talked about the cloud formations and all the abundance that we have. And now when you feel all that and you feel that peace and calm and you feel that joy from, that we know is out in the world, you can only only manifest that. That's it. So I know you hear in the news today about lack and limitation and fear and prejudice, but think prosperous thoughts. We know that we hear about Wall Street doing well or not doing well, but none of that has anything to do with you personally. 
Believe me, it feels like it does. We all cringe and hold our hands. I do it too. But then I try to recenter myself so that I can remember who I am and more importantly, whose I am. So we know that as within, so without. It doesn't work the other way. It's not the, you, you, it's not the world outside that pushes in on you and makes you experience what it wants. It's what you think inside, believe inside, feel inside that brings about your outer world. So I'm going to recall what Reverend Michael Beckwith said about recession and lack of abundance. And I'm going to tell you, not as well as he did, because he was quite humorous, the story that he told about a recession. So what he did was, he does a little bit of what I do and my husband does, who's sitting in the back here. And we talk, he talks to the trees, I talk to the plants. Now that may make you feel a little crazy, but I know that it makes the plants grow better. And I'm grateful because they're alive and they are giving us that needed oxygen that we need, but also we're helping them. So it's, it's, you know, it's a codependent thing, but it's a good codependent thing. So during the time that people were talking about a recession, and I'm talking about some people say we still are, depending on your economic situation, but 2008 through, like, say, 2013, when we were experiencing across the world what we called or they call, and some of us, a recession, he said that what he did was he wanted to check and see if there was really an issue so he said he went out and he talked to the avocado tree and he asked the avocado tree, hey, avocado tree, is there a problem? What's going on? The avocado tree said, I'm still producing avocados. I'm good. So then he went over to the orange tree and he asked the orange tree. And, of course, he's out in California. There's avocado and orange tree, so don't get confused. And he asked the, the orange tree and the orange tree said, brother, I'm still oranging. I'm good. And then he went to his garden, and he talked to the collard greens, and he asked the collard greens, you know, what's going on? You know, is there a problem? Are you having problems growing? Is there an issue? He, collard greens said, I have everything I want. I'm leafy and green and on the scene. So I am good. I am good. And so there was no recession. The earth was still abundant, and that will not change. So just as, as Brother David Stendhal said, and as... Reverend Dr. Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith said in his very humorous um, quote and very humorous story, believe in the abundance that's all around you and not in the doubt and in the limitation because it's there. You know, you can only notice the quality of having enough if you know that you are looking, that what you are looking at is what you are looking with, right? And that is a quote from Ernest Holmes. So it's what you are looking at is what you are looking with. So if you see stuff, it's based on what you are having inside of you. So. so the third prosperity practice that I have is to sit in nature or to walk in nature or to observe nature or to observe the clouds for renewal because this is how we're able to renew our spirits, renew our bodies. You know how when you go to see a waterfall or you go to the beach or you go up in the mountains, how do you feel? How do you feel when you go to those places? You feel better, right? You feel renewed. You can exhale. You feel more at peace. So we know that nature, which is the universe's gift to us as humans and to every plant and animal, is here for us. It's here for us, just as we need to be here for the earth, but that's another message. (laughs) So... When you walk in the woods or walk by the ocean or go to your garden or, or go up to the mountains, remind yourself of the abundance that's always available. 
And that helps you bring yourself back to your center. Look at the clouds in the sky. Look at the birds in the sky. Look at the abundance that's there. It's all about consciousness, and that'll help you recenter yourself and your consciousness. So the fourth prosperity practice is, and you've heard this a lot, to be forgiving. This is huge, huge. But, uh, but being unforgiving only hurts you. It's like, as I always say, and I've read this, so I've, I don't remember who said it originally, so it's not my original thought, but it's something that stayed with me and it probably stayed with you. It's like taking poison and wishing the other person would die. It only harms you. So, you know, we all have things in our lives that we feel have hurt us emotionally and sometimes physically. We all feel that there are times when we've been wrong and we may have hurt somebody else. So in order for you to get to that prosperity, you have to be able to remove the blockages that are keeping you from feeling at peace and keeping you from being able to manifest those things that you so desire and being able to put that dream that came from spirit to you for you to give with the universe to get it come to come to fruition. So first, forgive yourself for any harm you may have intentionally or unintentionally done anyone. And it's a big one. When we don't forgive ourselves, we're, sometimes we're really good at forgiving other people, but we're not as good as forgiving ourselves. So if you can, make amends with anyone you feel may, that you may have hurt and apologize. And if they've already made their transition, because sometimes we haven't done this and that person has already passed on, then write a letter to them. Obviously, you can't mail it and send it anywhere, but you're putting your thoughts and your deep feelings on paper and you're getting it out. And it really helps to shift your consciousness. So it may not be easy for you to do, but swallow your pride. And if you know you were wrong, apologize. You will feel so much better. And the other person will too, but believe me, they're not carrying that around. You're carrying it around. So let it go. The second thing in forgiveness is, of course, to forgive yourself because we're all sometimes too hard on ourselves. And really know that if you knew better, you would have done better. And when I mean know, I mean know in your heart, not know in your head. Sometimes we know things are not right, but we do them anyhow. But when you get that within your consciousness and your awareness has expanded, your heart has expanded, and you cannot do those things anymore. So what you want to do is forgive yourself. And then the last, the other, last two things is to forgive, as we said, anyone who's hurt you, who you feel has hurt you emotionally or physically. And then know this, unforgiveness is the vibration of debt. And it's the highest form of self-punishment. So we're punishing ourselves when we're not being forgiving. And it has that same vibration, same vibration of debt. And we're trying to be prosperous. We are on our road to prosperity. So we are moving away from that. So now, when life gets complicated, we tend to forget what to do, right? I used to always say, when the river is rising, remember. Because when you feel like the river is rising around you and you're not going to drown, but it's coming up further, you know, it feels uncomfortable. So we forget to see beyond the problem when we have the challenge, which I call the river rising, to the solution. We worry. We forget to pray. We don't always affirm. We forget all the practices we don't treat that we've done because we just sort of fall right into the moment. So these are your tools. Meditation, prayer, affirmations, treatments. Those are all your tools. And you must live your truth. Those tools you need to use as much as you need to use them because all of those tools are designed to shift your consciousness. Because it's all about that. They're all for you. They're not for anybody else. So you must live your truth. 
It must become a practice no matter what you see in the outer world. Right? Remember, as within, so without. About the third time that I've said that. So Neville Goddard says, and Neville Goddard, as you probably know, because I know Reverend Tony refers to him, and you all have practiced a book here that Neville has written, or several. Neville Goddard says, when misfortune arises, we have no explanation for the conflicts. We've forgotten the mental arguments we have had that produce conflicts in our world, just as happy mental conversation produces corresponding visible states of good tidings. Man creates himself out of his own imagination. Though he did it in much more flowery words, but you are what you think, right? And what occurs in your life is directly aligned with the energy you're putting forth and the thoughts that you have in your consciousness. Now, Ernest Holmes says it like this. At the center of every man's being, there is an absolutely perfect life, a complete wholeness and deathless principle. We can know only that which we experience. All great religions have taught truth, but it means nothing to us unless it becomes our truth. We need spiritual experience. That's why things, we keep going, oh God, why is this happening to me? It always happens to me. We need these experiences to be able to move higher. So he goes on to say, we shall never know truth until we become and live truth. The perception of truth is always an inner light, for we can only use knowledge as we inwardly possess it. We only know God or truth as we embody it, and we only embody it in degrees. To the degree that we embody it, we become poised and powerful. And with that, I always remember the scripture that says, don't you know that ye are gods? Because when I heard that, for me, it just struck a big chord. I never heard it that way. You know, we hear that we're sons and children of Christ, and we hear that we're made in the image and likeness of God. But when I hear that, don't you know that ye are gods? then you're understanding that you have that exact, for me anyhow, that exact same power and ability. So I think of this whenever I'm doubting myself or begin to get caught up and see my situation darkly. The power of source lives in me and it lives in you. But to the degree, as Dr. Holmes says, that you're aware of it and you practice it. So our Reverend Tony Cupoluccio says, when something comes across our path, we always have a choice of thought to follow, either joy, laughter, and all is well, or whatever negative feeling we could follow or new thought to follow that may not lead you where you want to be. You always want to heal, transform, and take the most joyful path to get to the destination. Absolutely. Why get there? If you get there, why get there feeling funky when you can get there being joyous and happy? And that's the way to go, because you won't get there the other way. So this is how you stay in awareness of the greatness that is you, and overcome whatever is con your concern is and move to prosperity and stay in a prosperity consciousness. There's also a part of an Ernest Home treatment that I would read, and I'm going to read a little bit of it, and I've copied the whole treatment for you. I'm only going to read a section of it, and it's going to be on the table in the back where you, the handouts are, so you can pick up the whole thing when you leave. And it's from the um, Science of Mind book from page 264. I always find it helpful to recenter myself, bring me back to peace and to joy. So here we go. I am the Christ, the son of the living God within me. This inner mind of mine is now divine and complete. It has no worries and no fears. It is whole, complete, and satisfied. I look back over all previous experience and find that it was good, very good. I look toward the future and I find that it is good, 
and very good. I look at the present and I find that it's also good and very good. God is in all, over all, and through all. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God within me. I am the spirit of confidence. I am poised in love and reason. I am the perfect law of truth and the complete presence of beauty. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God within me. Spirit of God is upon us. to begin imagining wonderful things and expecting them to happen. You need to begin to take responsibility for this life that you have, the life you would want to create with your new dreams, with your visions, and the even more wonderful life that you can't even imagine yet when you stay in prosperity. Your life is in your hands. Your journey, it's up to you on this journey to shine your light, to use your gifts to realize who you are, realizing your power, releasing worry and fear, embracing adventures and being courageous, and taking responsibility to live your best life. All you have is time. For the spirit in you, your higher self is ready. What are we waiting for? So this morning, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share with you today, and I release these truths to the universe, knowing that it's done for each and every one of us as we believe, and because I believe it is so, so it is. So it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.